Language evolves, as I am sure that you are aware. Sometimes at such a rapid pace that you can't even keep up with it. Think of all the memes that you quote in real life only to realize that they are so three weeks ago, or like three months ago by Tumblr standards. What I find really neat though is that there are some words in the English language that are technically archaic and obsolete, at least on their own. However, they've maintained a presence in our modern lexicon because they're part of an oft-repeated phrase, usually an idiom. While the word on its own has fallen into disuse, we still see it in the context of some expressions or word senses. Now as an aside, in linguistics, a word sense refers to the definition of a word when it appears in different contexts. Words like set may have hundreds of definitions or understandings depending on how it's used. I believe that set is actually the English word with the most definitions, well over 400. Now in terms of words that we no longer widely use outside of idioms, expressions, or euphemisms, one example is the word baited, as in to wait with bated breath, which means to be holding one's breath or hardly breathing as one anxiously or tensely awaits something. Another is fro, as in to and fro, which is analogous to back and forth. Similarly then is hither, as in hither and thither, which basically means here and there or from here to there. Another more common example, which I hadn't even thought about, the word riddance, as in good riddance, which really only has use when you're using it in the phrase good riddance. I didn't know where this came from actually and it turns out that it first appeared from Shakespeare's Troilus and Cressida. So another one that has really a very specific context in which it is used is the word turpitude which is almost always used as the phrase immoral turpitude or moral turpitude which is really only ever used in legal contexts even though strangely enough there is no formal legal definition of the phrase. I think it's actually almost akin to industry jargon at this point, but basically it's referring to someone's reprehensible conduct which defies society's accepted moral values, usually in the context of crime that they've committed. Now, a study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences several years ago used statistics to examine how and why some words endure and others fall out of fashion. The general consensus amongst researchers traditionally stated that a word can survive about eight to 9,000 years, but this study indicated that some words, like mother, man, and what, may have existed 150 centuries ago and have evolved across many different human languages while retaining their meaning. Now on the Washington Post website, there's actually a really neat interactive that you can use. Uh, I'll link it on Twitter so that you can play with it. I played with it for like 20 minutes this morning and it basically goes through like this research, but with a visual graphic of like a timeline that you can use sliders to like look at how words have evolved and changed. It's very cool. So I I'll link it on Twitter if you want to check it out. But there are also some words that fall into a different category that's slightly related but also slightly different and it's basically because they originated in a non-English language and then sort of got smushed into an idiom through what's called mincing and these are called born fossils. So one example of a born fossil is the exclamation what in tarnation which originally was a New Englandism that roughly translates to what the hell is going on or what in the hell but it is actually not really used up here that much anymore but it 
it did find a second life in the American South, and I think partially because it is usually used in place of a word like damnation or hell uh, or darnation, which has, of course, sometimes been shortened to simply darn. All of which come from tarnal, from eternal in the context of what else but eternal damnation.